How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. All right, thank you for tuning in to Chopping Up the Bit. This is episode 62. I am Kyle Edwards, of course. And this episode going to be doing part three of the NBA season preview. Uh, the first two parts, go back to the past couple episodes. I took a look at the uh, top duo in the NBA. Well, basically looked at all the duos and kind of, you know, gave you some insight on those. And then the first part, took a look at the ESPN top 100 list, went through that and then talked about that. So this one, part three, going to go ahead and take a look at the teams themselves and where they will finish in their respective conferences. So I will put together the 15 teams in the East, the 15 teams in the West, put them how I think they will finish the year out. So with that, I'll give you the lottery teams in each one, the play-in tournament teams, and then your top six playoff teams. Um, and then I will probably do a part four, which will probably be the last part because the season does start tomorrow where I'll take a look at the season awards and kind of give you those players who I think will be in the running for each award. Because to me, I do think with NBA awards, you can kind of tell based off of the year before who will probably be in the running for each award the year after. So I'm going to go ahead and put that theory to the test and try to get those who will be in the running. Um, Now, my conference list, I will probably, well, I'll see if I can put it up somewhere. Um, Well, probably on, you know, the Twitter page at Chomping Podcast. I'll probably put it up there that way. can keep track and see how well I did with them come the season's end. And I'll probably put it on the Facebook page as well, uh, Chomping at the Bit, of course. But um, let's go ahead and get started. We'll start with the East. I'll start from the bottom, work my way to the top, of course. I guess to build the uh, drama that way. So coming in at 15 in the East, I have the Cavaliers. They are probably in what year? I guess this would be probably like year three of this rebuild as it is with uh, Colin Sexton. Well, they're trying to make Colin Sexton the lead guy in the team, but they have Drummond there as well. Um, you know, Sexton is a guard that they're going to be looking at to be that floor general, that leader for them. He's the lead guard. Um, he's he, he's mm, He's, he's pretty weak defensively, so that's an area where he does need to grow. And then offensively, he needs to be more efficient. But, I mean, the Cavs do have, like, a few young players on that team. So, even though they're finishing in the bottom of the East again this year, you know, if they can get 
the right lottery pick next year, then they may be able to make a little leap. But for right now, I got them at 15. Coming in just ahead of them, 14th in the East, I have the Knicks. The Knicks are going through a transition. You know, they had a lot of money in the offseason, weren't able to really land any big names. Uh, the biggest name that they landed was probably Austin Rivers, I guess. Um, it'll be a year for R.J. Barrett, you know, Obi Toppin, uh, was it Robinson in the middle to kind of, well, for Toppin being a rookie, he'll be going through his, you know, rookie lumps, learning the league. Barrett, you just want to see a, a little jump in his game. Same thing with Robinson. You want to see him become more than just a like defensive guy and become more of a part of offensively. So the Knicks are still working their way towards, you know, getting the pieces there to help them try to get back into the playoffs. Just won't happen this year. At 13, I have the Bulls. The Bulls are kind of in the same situation as the Knicks and the Cavs. They have some young talent there. They're just trying to get them to gel to the point that they can make a run you know the Bulls have Zach Levine who I think they will have to make some decision about in the near future whether they're going to continue forward with him or if he's probably going to be used as trade bait we'll have to see they have marketing who his rookie year showed something looked like he's going to be one of those up and comers in the league and then he's kind of fallen off the past couple of years with some injuries and stuff so if he, if he can get back to the way he played early on in his career, then you never know. They also have Kobe White, who they're gonna look at, who they'll be looking for to make that uh, next step in his game, become more of an offensive contributor, uh, get the offense going, you know, be that facilitator for Levine, marketing, uh, Chandler Hutchinson, who was their rookie from last year, who was hurt, so. The Bulls have some young pieces. Now, whether they can come together and, you know, all take that extra step and then build together, maybe the next coming year or two, maybe they can find themselves playoff hunt. At 12, I have the Pistons. Pistons were probably the most active team this year, but not really sure what their direction is as of right now because they have... You know, an aging Derrick Rose. They have Blake Griffin, who, you know, has, hasn't had a healthy season in Detroit yet. So you just kind of wonder, can they really move forward with Blake Griffin as a central piece there? Do they try to move him maybe around the trade deadline for picks or young assets? No. They, you know, this offseason, they did seem to sign a lot of big men kind of want to see what the reason for that was so after like the last three four years with the Pistons are always picked as that team to watch out for at the bottom of the east they never really made the playoffs this year I don't think there's much expectation so 12 seems about right at 11 I have the Hornets in Charlotte and with them, it's going to be, they are another young team because they have, you know, Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, PJ Washington, Mikhail, um, 
to Mikael Bridges. Uh, they have Gordon Hayward, who they signed in the offseason away from the Celtics. You know, they gave him big money. He's currently hurt. Shouldn't be out too long with the finger injury. But signing him to that kind of money on that team, they're going to be expecting in a 72-game season, they're going to expect Hayward to probably play 60, 65 games. And, you know, just have to see if he can make it through the season. Uh, it's going to be a season where we're going to see if LaMelo Ball can – uh, you know, work through rookie um, lumps. You know, he's shown in a couple of preseason games that they've had, he's got good court vision and he's got, you know, flash to his passing game and all that. Shooting still a little left up in the air. Uh, so this will be the year for him to work on that, try to get some consistency in his shot. And, you know, with them finishing 11, they'll be right out side of the playing tournament. But, Maybe they can build something to have some optimism going into next year. So now we are into the play-in tournament part. And at 10, and for those of you who don't know, play-in tournament, they used it last year with the whole bubble thing. They brought it back this year for the excitement factor. So now it's not going to be just 1 through 8 in the East and the West. It's basically 1 through 10, and then 7 through 10 fight for spots seven and eight where the seven and eight teams just have to be um have to win one game nine and ten have to win two games in order to jump into the top eight so at number 10 i have the magic the magic were a playoff team last year they were the eight seed i have them dropping a little bit down to 10 i just think in an east that has seen a lot of teams ahead of them improve the magic kind of stayed the same and i think because of that they will drop off you know they have markel fultz who they just gave a contract extension to still don't know what he is exactly because he still has some issues offensively he can't really spread the floor he he can shoot mid-range a little bit free throws are still I mean, they're they're still up in the air because his form, he still hasn't really found a form that works for him yet. Um, you know, they have Mo Bamba down there. They have Vucevic, who's another guy that at this point seems like he doesn't really fit, you know, because they're not a team that's a top five team in the East. And where I have them, they're kind of on the fringe playoff team to begin with. And Vucevic is the guy who... If they wanted to, they could move, get some assets for him, as well as Aaron Gordon. It seems like Aaron Gordon is kind of getting stale down in Orlando, and it could be that he needs a change of scenery to take his game to the next level. So that's something to watch with Orlando. But I have them at 10. 9. I've got the Hawks at 9. They They've made quite a bit of moves. You know, I like the Gallinari signing. Gallinari's a guy that he can get you buckets. Uh, he's not the most athletic guy in the world, but he finds a way to get his shot off. And I think he will play well off of Trey Young. You know, as you know, when Trey Young gets a double team or running a pick and roll, two guys hedging on him, 
Gallinari is the type who can you know spot up on the wing or in the corner for the three, and he'll knock them down. So I think he'll, he will create spacing on the floor for the Hawks when he is out there. They also brought in Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is a guy who can, you know, light it up on the offensive end of the floor. Is lacking defensively, so you do have to worry about that. You know, they brought in Chris Dunn to help with their backcourt defense because Trey Young isn't a good defender. And it'll just need to, and well, they also, you know, they have DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, young guys on the team who. Now with Gallinari and Bogdanovich, the rotation is going to be a little more crowded. But, you know, see if they can maybe use that to elevate themselves and fight for more minutes. So after this past offseason, it looks like the Hawks are in the right direction. But we'll have to see how the pieces work together. So I have them at nine. Eight, I have the Pacers. The Pacers were the four seed last year. So I have them dropping pretty significantly down to eight. Um, For them, it's kind of like the magic. Bumble and Bumble Seaweed's invigorating shower ritual feels like an escape. Start with nutrient-infused shampoo and conditioner. The formula infused with royal sugar kelp, green microalgae, and Pacific sea kelp helps keep your scalp hydrated. Then open your jar of seaweed whipped scalp scrub to add two times more shine to your hair instantly. And before you head out, use seaweed air dry cream to give your hair that effortless beach look. Make your shower feel like an oasis with the Bumble and Bumble Seaweed Collection. Dive in now at bumbleandbumble.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow today internet delivered through cox's hybrid fiber coax network speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions apply thing where this offseason it seems like they didn't really do much you know they tried to get hayward from the celtics in a in a trade but ultimately that didn't work now you know depending on who you listen to it was either this uh Danny Ainge or the Celtics didn't like the package from Indiana or Hayward didn't like the numbers that he would have signed for in Indiana which was holding it up. Whatever. Either way, they didn't get him. And now they're basically bringing back the same team from last year. We don't know if Oladipo can make it through a full season healthy. Um, you know, Miles Turner's there. Sabonis is there. Sabonis is the guy that, they, that it seems like they want to build around. We want you have to see if TJ Warren, who was like lighting it up in the bubble, scoring like 35 a game, 
can he carry that over into this year now? And if he can, then that maybe would help Indiana possibly stay closer uh, to like the five, six range. But right now I have them at eight. But they're in the playing tournament, so they could be a playoff team yet again. Seven, I have the Wizards. The Wizards, we know, made that trade. John Wall for Russell Westbrook. I think Westbrook and and Bradley Beal would be a better pairing than Wall and Beal, even though we didn't really see Wall and Beal because Wall was hurt all the time. Westbrook, we know, will most likely play, you know, like 70 out of the 72 games, maybe even all 72. Um, I do think on that team he'll have a chance maybe to get back to his, not necessarily his triple-double MVP year, but I do see him as a you know double-double guy who on some nights may be able to get you 25, 28 points. But, I mean, I think he can play off of Bradley Beal, and the two of them can become a nice little duo here in the East, so I have them at seven. Six, I got the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are a team where I feel like some people may have them as high as two or three. Uh, Some may have them where I have them, like five, six. I think some people may even think the Raptors might be down in eight, nine area. But I have them at six. Uh, I do think the Fred Van Vliet re-signing was a big deal for them. You know, as Kyle Lowry gets a little older, uh, the team can transition over to Van Vliet with Siakam, who can hopefully, you know, um, put away that performance he had in the bubble where he struggled in the playoffs. You know, get back to the promising young star that he was. They just re-signed OG Ananobi, and Ananobi showed in the bubble, unlike Siakam, that he was a guy who... You know, he showed that he's a piece that they need to keep around, which they did. So, you know, going forward, it's going to be Van Vliet, Siakam, Ananobi. That's going to be their top three. We'll just have to see how well that they can do this year and whether or not they can either move up from six, maybe even slide past six because, like I just said, with the Wizards at seven, Westbrook and Beal. It's a good duo right now in the East. You know, they could get that team to perform a little better. And maybe the Raptors find themselves in the play-in. But I have them a six right now. Five, the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers, you know, they got rid of Brett Brown as they blamed him for all their shortcomings. And, you know, he could have been the problem. Maybe there's too many... Um, personalities in the room and Brett Brown just can't handle it. So they went ahead, got Doc Rivers, a veteran coach. He's got the title with the Celtics. He was a coach of the year with the Magic. I mean, he's coming off of a, you know, bad scene in the bubble as well as he was coach of that Clippers team that gave up the 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. So, you know, it's kind of be going to be a redemption story for I guess uh, he as a coach and for Embiid and Simmons as the star players there as they haven't really lived up to the expect the expectations that some of the analysts have had where they thought the Sixers could have been the best team in the East 
but it just seems like the two of them aren't a perfect fit. Not to say that they don't fit together, but they're just not a perfect fit. Um, you know, can Ben Simmons add to his offensive game in any way? Will Doc Rivers push him enough to do that? That will that we'll have to see. Could it be that Simmons ends up getting moved? There is a talk with Harden wanting to go to Philly. Now Daryl Morey is in Philly. He was he just had Harden in Houston. So that's gonna be interesting to see if Morey really wants to trade for Harden. Was Harden made part of the reason that Morey left? I don't know. We'll have to see. So Sixers at five. Four, I have the Miami Heat, the reigning Eastern Conference champions. Coming off that loss in the finals to the Lakers. You know, they made some moves in the offseason. They brought in uh, Avery Bradley. They lost Jay Crowder, but they brought in Avery Bradley. And they're hoping uh, another year of experience. Well, after last year's experience, you know, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero can take on more of a role with the team. You still have Jimmy Butler there. Bam Adebayo just got paid this offseason. You know, see if he can take that next step in his game as well. Either way, these top four in the East could really fall in any in any order because they're all good enough to win the East. But I have the Heat at four. Uh, three, I have the Bucks. I do think the Bucks take a little step back. They were, of course, the top seed last year, but they got to the bubble, got upset by the Heat in the second round. And it wasn't even that close because the Heat pretty much manhandled them and bullied them off the court. So they bring back pretty much the same team except for no George Hill, no Eric Bledsoe. Thank God. I always said Eric Bledsoe was holding that team back. They brought in Drew Holiday, who I think is a vast um, uh, improvement from Bledsoe. So I'm interested to see Giannis, Drew Holiday, you know, if Drew Holiday can really be the answer for that team that I think he can be. Because like I just said, Bledsoe held him back, especially in the playoffs. He would become an offensive liability. Um, he would miss a lot of open shots. Then defensively, he was a guy that opposing teams could get into his head very easily if he was struggling. And then he would kind of, um, you know, fall asleep mentally defensively and allow easy points for the opposing guards well they've gotten rid of that now they have drew holiday who's a steady pro i mean when he plays you know what you're getting he can get you you know eight nine assists he can get you 18 22 points a game so have to see if if that works for them you know it's still another year with the budenholzer system so whatever they do in the regular season r- really won't mean anything because Budenholzer has shown come playoff time, his teams tend to underperform as he doesn't really change his system up too much. So teams kind of get accustomed to it over a seven game series and kind of figure out the weaknesses. Two, I have the Celtics. Now, once again, the top four, I said, could finish in any order. But I have the Celtics at two. Um, I think the Kemba Walker injury to start this season, you know, might get them off to a slow start. 
I do like that they brought in Jeff Teague as a backup who will probably, well, he'll definitely get more minutes early in the season until Kemba gets back. We'll have to see if they start him or Marcus Smart. But it seems like they'll probably start Smart, but Teague will be a big contributor off the bench along with Pritchard, the young guy that they drafted out of Oregon in the backcourt there. Uh, you know, they lost the Heat last year in the playoffs. The biggest issue for them was outside shooting because when the Heat went to their zone, the Sullies went through cold streaks on, from the perimeter. So enter in Pritchard, who's a good three-point shooter. He shot like 40% in college, well, at least his last year. Then... Uh, Aaron Neesmith out of Vanderbilt. He shot like 52% in college. Of course, the college line is a little closer than the NBA line, but I mean, if you can shoot, you can shoot. Neesmith apparently can shoot, so they went ahead and drafted him. So expect to see minutes out of him. Uh, Tatum, Brown, another year. They're still young, so hopefully they can take. I think at this point, Tatum probably can take a little half step up and be enough brown can probably take a full step in his game you know be be uh more assertive throughout the game because he can kind of go through stretches where offensively he you know kind of drifts into the corner and just hangs out there so if the two of them could kind of pick up the slack from kemba being out early in the year he's supposed to miss like the first i think month of the season then you know, the other pieces can fall in line. Uh, they have Tristan Thompson that they've added to the front court, which is another good move, which was a good move that I liked. Uh, he's a guy who can go up against your Bam out of bios or your Embiid's and can handle his own. So I got the Celtics coming in number two, which then leaves the Nets for the top seed. I mean, they they're getting Durant back. We don't know what Durant will look like in the regular season. We saw him in the preseason, but, I mean, that's not the same as regular season ball. So we'll have to see if he can hold up for a full year coming off the Achilles injury. Uh, need to see how he and Kyrie will do over an extended period in the season. Plus, um, I think they'll get the one seed because Durant and Kyrie will look at it as they need to prove something this year. So I think they'll probably just go hard for the one seed where teams like the Celtics and the Bucks and the Heat, Sixers, teams like that may, you know, kind of pick and choose some nights to rest stars and all that. Durant, after missing like a year and a half, he may want to try to go all, you know, all out each game. So I think because of that the Nets will get the one seed. So there you are. That's the East. Uh, Nets 1, Celtics 2, Bucks 3, Heat 4, Sixers at 5, Raptors 6, Play-In Tournament, Wizards 7, Pacers 8, Hawks 9, Magic 10, then your lottery teams, Hornets at 11, Pistons 12, Bulls 13, Knicks 14, Cavs 15. So now, let's do the same thing with the West right now. Um... Bumble and Bumble Seaweed's invigorating shower ritual feels like an escape. Start with nutrient-infused shampoo and conditioner. 
The formula, infused with royal sugar kelp, green microalgae, and Pacific sea kelp, helps keep your scalp hydrated. Then, open your jar of seaweed whipped scalp scrub to add two times more shine to your hair instantly. And before you head out, use seaweed air dry cream to give your hair that effortless beach look. Make your shower feel like an oasis with the Bumble and Bumble Seaweed Collection. Dive in now at bumbleandbumble.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Once again, start from 15, work my way up to 1. 15, uh, I have the Kings. I'm not sure if the Kings are really the worst team in the West. But I do think the Kings have some questions they need to ask themselves with that roster. One, well, it does seem like they're they're like in on Buddy Heald. There was a lot of talk of whether... He would get moved or not. We'll have to see. Uh, it's another year for De'Aaron Fox, who's a good young player in the league. Now it's the point of can he be the number one guy on the team and get them? I guess the first that would be get them into the play-in tournament and then from that try to get them in as a regular participant in the playoffs. Like I said, Fox is a very talented player. Just that the pieces there haven't really figured it out. You know, they lost Bogdanovich. Have to see how that looks. He was a big contributor for them offensively. But, you know, he was a capable scorer who gave them buckets from the perimeter. Now we'll have to see, you know, how they look with pretty much healed and Fox, at least they're looked at to carry the offensive load. Um, you know, Luke Walton coaching there. He could be on the hot seat. We'll have to see. I mean, if they finish in the lottery again. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of talk about his job. But I got the Kings of 15. I think they are building towards something. I think. Not sure. But... I think this year will definitely bring some clarity. 14, I have the Thunder. I mean, the Thunder basically made it known that they are in rebuild mode. So it'd be in their best interest to finish as low as they can, get as high of a pick as they can to pair with uh, Shea Gildas Alexander and build for the, I guess, the next iteration of the Thunder team. You know, they have Al Horford there who they brought in. Uh, from Philly so he can give um, Alexander those guys kind of a veteran presence with no Steven Adams no Chris Paul but the Thunder are in rebuild so I got him at 14 
13 out of the Spurs who missed the playoffs last year was the first time in 20 years and now I have them missing the playoffs again in back-to-back years Um, the Spurs are a team that's uh, I think they are they're neutral right now and they probably need to make some moves to bottom out this year you know, with Popovich there, he can build that back up very quickly. So I think DeRozan, Aldridge, they probably need to look to move both of them. For DeRozan, you can probably get a little more. And, you know, for both of them, I think you can get probably a young player. And for Aldridge, maybe a late pick. DeRozan, you can probably get multiple picks for. So if they were to move on from those two and really get the youth movement going down there, because they have with Lonnie Walker, uh, DeJounte Murray, it's up Patty Mills, but he's getting up there. But, um, but yeah, kind of get that next uh, wave in there. Finishing at 13 would help them, you know, get them a top pick. You know, they could get a young wing player to replace DeRozan or Young Big to replace Aldridge. 12. I have the Timberwolves who just had the number one pick. So they're bringing in Anthony Edwards there to go along with Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. I think D'Angelo Russell is a little nicked up right now, but he should be back pretty early on. So with the three of them, this will be a year for them to try to gel with Anthony Edwards, the rookie. Um, defensively, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell aren't that good defensively. So if, I don't know, if they can find something in themselves to become at least average defensively, that would help. Anthony Edwards, uh, there's been a lot of, there was a lot of talk in the offseason that he's a guy who may not be completely sold on basketball so there's come questions about his commitment that's something to watch going into this season but I do think he's the athletic wing that would probably does fit there you know he can become that third scorer for them Uh, defensively he has the body type to be a good defender so we'll have to see how that is. You know, there is that growing pains of, you know, switching from the college game to the NBA game, which is just a faster pace. So we'll have to see how long it takes for him to get accustomed to that. But it's another year for them to try to build towards something. So Timberwolves are 12. 11, I have the Rockets. I know some of you might be thinking that's low because they have James Harden, but... The Harden thing, something needs to happen because I think even if Harden stays there, they're going to have trouble staying as a playoff team because I think all of this talk in the offseason has to make some players in that locker room feel a certain type of way towards James Harden where you probably have to question if how committed he is to the Rockets organization right now. How committed is he to winning down there? Is he going to continue to maybe put like mixed messages out into the media 
to show that he's, you know, pouting and really wants to get out. And if they do move him, what do they bring in? You know, what what else may they have to what else might they have to give up a long harden to bring in whatever, but this is a roster that could see some more changes in season. So I think because of all that, they'll miss the playoffs this year, but yeah, they have John wall, DeMarcus cousins. If Harden buys in those three could be an interesting uh, pair, not pair trio, but an interesting group. And if the three of them play up to the potential that they can, then 11 would definitely be too low for them. And they could easily be in the top, well, at least the top 10, of course. But I don't know. The Rockets are an interesting team. It could either bottom out, they could surprise and, you know, be a four or five seed. It could, could be, it could become a complete dumpster fire there. And... You know, they could end up even lower than 11. I don't know, but I got them at 11 right now. So now, play-in tournament. I have the Pelicans at 10. Um, you know, Zion's second year. Brandon Ingram's second year down there. Ingram seems like he is really coming to his own. And he's going to be the leader. Uh, probably the leading scorer on that team. You know, still don't really know what you have in Lonzo Ball. Uh, they didn't extend his, well, they didn't pick up his, um, was it like qualifying offer for his fifth year on his rookie deal. So he'll probably enter into free agency after this year. See how that plays on his mind. They brought in Eric Bledsoe in the Drew Holiday trade. For Bledsoe, maybe the change of scenery helps him. I don't know, but it's going to be all about Zion. Brandon Ingram, and what exactly is Lonzo Ball? But I think they will. Uh, they are talented enough to be the 10 seed in the playing tournament, and then see what he what they can do against whoever they end up with. Um, which you'll find out as I reveal these teams. But I have the Pelicans at 10, nine Grizzlies, which is where they kind of where they basically finished last year. You know, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, uh, Valanchunas, you know, they they have a nice core down there. They, uh, as Morant continues to grow and add to his game, the Grizzlies will continue to you know, become a regular, um, I don't know if the, well, I, I, they're an interesting team because I don't really know ceiling wise where their ceiling is because like if you look at the teams I'm going to name ahead of them I don't see where they could fit in above there I do know they are in a better position than the teams I just named behind them so is it something that no matter how great John Morant becomes or Jaron Jackson or Dylan Brooks that they're kind of destined to be maybe like a 7, 8, 9 seed I don't know you know some of the teams ahead of them may have some aging stars 
that you know maybe once they're out of the picture maybe the Grizzlies become a team that moves up into the top four or five but right now I think with the talent they have right now they're kind of destined to be at the bottom of the western playoffs so I do have them at nine eight I have the Phoenix Suns the Suns finished the bubble as the hottest team in the league they just didn't make the playoffs because they were so far behind to begin with but now you take that team you add Chris Paul and Chris Paul will be you know the veteran leader on the team he will you know try to get the most out of Devin Booker which we've seen Booker um, put up big points he hasn't had the ability to taste uh, the playoffs atmosphere yet. You know, Chris Paul can probably do wonders for DeAndre Ayton's game in a pick and roll situation. And yeah, it just seems like this is the year where Phoenix can finally um, make the playoffs. It's been a while in Phoenix, but, but yeah, I think Booker, CP3, and DeAndre Ayton, I think that's enough to get them in the playoffs in the West. So I have them at eight. Seven, I have the Warriors. I think to some that might be a little high, but I'm putting a lot of faith in Steph Curry, you know, coming back from his injury last year and kind of resuming where he was, where, you know, he's probably the the, the best deep threat in the league. Um, you know, he doesn't have Clay Thompson, which is, we, we all know what happened in the offseason. You know, coming back from the knee injury and then rupturing his Achilles and out for the year. But they did replace him with Kelly Oubre. They got James Wiseman in the draft. So, you know, Draymond Green still there. So, I think with a returning Steph Curry... And, you know, they're not going to be that one, two, three seed they were before. But I do think they take that step up back into the playoffs this year. That's why I have them seven seed. They'd be in the playing tournament, but I would expect them to make it out of the playing tournament into the playoffs. Now we're into the top six. I have the Blazers at six. Um... I mean, the Blazers are the Blazers. You got Damian Lillard, got CJ McCollum. You should have a full year with Nurkic and Zach Collins back on the court. You brought in Carmelo for another year. And on that team, Carmelo works because he's like the third or fourth option. He's not asked to lead the team to the promised land which at this point is great he can't do but for the role that the Blazers have him in I mean you you'd be hard pressed to find probably somebody better to use so I have the Blazers at 6 5 I've got the Mavericks Mavericks are a team I like a lot with Luka Doncic um, I have them at 5 because Porzingis is out now, I do think for the Mavericks to be, you know, more successful, they need Porzingis to stay healthy. You know, of course, they would need Doncic to be healthy. Um, 
with Mark Cuban. We know he will, you know, make all the necessary moves that he has to, to you know, ensure that the team is a playoff team and a championship contender. You know, Doncic definitely puts them in the conversation for the years to come. And you know, kind of a spoiler alert for season awards. Doncic will probably be in the running for a big award next year. Uh, you, you have to tune in to find out which one. But you know, Doncic is a guy who there's some whispers that he could be the next guy to average a triple double uh, for the full season. We'll have to see that. But I have the Mavericks at five. You know, one of those teams that's trending upwards for the coming future. Four, I have the Jazz. Uh, they just. Signed Gobert to big money. Was it five years, uh, $205 million, Which is an interesting move to me. That's a lot of money to commit to a big man who's more effective defensively than he is offensively. But, you know, Utah, they made their decision. Clearly, it's Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert going forward. And then putting those, like, ancillary pieces around them. So... Uh, they have who do they have down there? They have um, Bogdanovich, not not Bogdan Bogdanovich, but I think it's Boyan Bogdanovich. They have him. They still have Mike Conley. Uh, I just said Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. You have Jordan Clarkson. So this piece is there with Quinn Snyder at the helm. Uh, the Jazz. I think will be probably a top four team in the West for the next like three to five year window. Um, we'll have to see. Can they, you know, crack the top three, maybe even upset one of them like the second round of the playoffs. So I like the direction the jazz are going in. What, what I kind of like what I said with the Grizzlies, I don't know ceiling wise. Could they be? Could they ever be the best team in the West? I doubt it. But you know, next couple of years with the Lakers, you know, if LeBron like retires or something, maybe the Jazz crack the top three. But I have them at four right now. Three. I have the Clippers. I was putting a lot of faith in them because. I don't like a lot of the talk that's coming out of the Clippers locker room this year. Well, this offseason with Doc gone, there's been a lot of uh, like finger pointing at him for their demise last year. Seems like not a lot of the players on that team are really self-aware. Because, I mean, Paul George is out there talking about, you know, Doc Rivers was using them wrong on offense, which was, I guess, factually incorrect but seemed like he was blaming Doc I think Patrick Beverly was taking shots at Doc so it's kind of a what's what's the mentality of the room you know now there's talk of Kawhi Leonard uh, might decline his option next year to test free agency but that doesn't mean he wants to leave he just feel like it's the right thing to do so that's going to be something that's going to be over their head all year um, of course, the whole, you know, 3-1, losing that lead 
that's going to be over their head as well. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who steps up in that locker room as the leader to help keep them focused. Because, you know, Steve Ballmer, the owner, definitely wants to bring a championship to the Clippers. So, I mean, they have the pieces there to make noise in the playoffs. It's whether they can, you know, put it together and you know, fight through adversity when it comes to them, rise above it, and just keep going. So, I have them at three. Two, I've got the Lakers. You know, Lakers are coming off that deep run last year where they won the title. I wouldn't be surprised if the first couple of weeks of the season, if they take it a little easy, you know, rest like LeBron, AD, a lot more, try to get them ready for the stretch run of like the last, I don't know, 60 games or so. But, um, but that's going to be something to watch. You know, another year, uh, more mileage on LeBron's body. Yeah, how does he look going into this year? How does he look at the end of the year? You know, does he start to slow down? Will he pace himself to make sure that he's there in the end? We'll have to see. And if he does that, then he's going to have to rely on AD more. And then with AD, it's can he stay healthy? You know, he's had a little bit of an injury history. And we'll just have to see what that does. You know, they they brought in Dennis Schroeder who's basically going to replace um, Rondo. So see how his production plays in there. We've seen in the offseason, well, the preseason, they've got with Taylor Horton Tucker, who basically the preseason MVP. Can they work in minutes for him on that team? You know, there's no Dwight Howard, no JaVale McGee. They brought in Marcus Saul. You know, will his uh, leadership and his ability to see the floor, you know, will that play a major factor for them? And, and yeah, basically all the talk's going to be, can they repeat? So I got the Lakers at two. One, I have the Denver Nuggets. Kind of the same thing with the Nets. I just think the Nuggets will want to get that one seed just to prove to themselves that they are a real contender in the West. Uh, Jamal Murray's coming out of the bubble, kind of with the probably with the highest expectations because he showed so much in the bubble. Uh, you know, you have Jokic, who I think is probably the best big man in the league. I mean, yeah, Embiid might say something in Philly, but whatever. I I like Jokic's all-around game. He can shoot from the outside. He can play around the rim. He can affect shots at the rim. So. Um, I like what the Nuggets are doing. And so, yeah, because of that, I have them at number one. So, once again, for the West, at the Kings of 15, the Thunder 14, Spurs 13, Timberwolves at 12, Rockets at 11, Pelicans at 10, Grizzlies at 9, Suns at, the, Suns at 8, Warriors at 7, Blazers 6, Mavericks 5, Jazz 4, Clippers 3, Lakers 2, Nuggets 1. I know that was a lot, but um, yeah, that's my outlook for the Eastern and Western Conference. Either way, I do think this is going to be another exciting year. May see, may see some fans in some arenas this year. Um, 
But either way, should be exciting on the court. Um, you know, like I said, the Lakers are the reigning champions, so they're going to be trying to go for the repeat. Uh, probably one of the... I'm about to say one of the busier off-seasons the NBA's had in a few years, but it was pretty busy. A lot of contracts got signed, so... So yeah, this year should be interesting, even though it's a shortened year, which means some teams that get off the slow starts may start pressing because you don't fall too far behind the eight ball. And then some teams who get up to great starts may, you know, rest some players more often as they're got to prepare for another playoff run. But um, but yeah, so like I said, that was part three of the NBA season preview. As I mentioned early on in the show, part four will obviously be the last one as the season actually starts tomorrow. Well, I guess later today by the time this comes out. But um, we'll be taking a look at the season awards. You know, MVP, comeback player of the year, coach of the year, stuff like that. Probably give you uh, top three people who will be in the running for the for those awards. But we'll get into that in, in tomorrow's episode but uh yeah so thank you for tuning in if you are new here as i said uh have a facebook page chomping at the bit definitely go there follow that you if you're on twitter i'm on twitter too with the show at chomping podcast you go there i put up you know polls pretty frequently now well i guess we'll, we'll say periodically but i put up polls on there uh, send tweets, all that. So definitely follow the show on there. Uh, give the show a like or subscribe wherever you're listening, as the show is available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, there's a place to leave a review. Definitely do that as well, as that will help out. But um, as I said before, thank you again for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed yourself. If you did, great. If you didn't fine as well let me know uh with a comment what feel like i could change what you disagreed with all that but uh be safe out there god bless and uh catch you guys in the next episode as i said last part of the nba season preview so tune in for that all right powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.